Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to do a little bit of an overview, and then tomorrow, I promise, if everything goes well, I'm going to have some amazing information on for tomorrow, a real, real confirmation on some of the things that we've been telling you. I'm not going to spoil the surprise, so be sure and tune in for tomorrow's broadcast. Anyway, so let's get an overview. All right, first of all, you recall I talked about part of this yesterday, so a little bit of it be repeat, but I'm going to put it together so you can see what I see. September the 10th, 2008, my wife had a dream. Now, again, she's a prophet, given over 5,000 prophecies as her husband. I don't know of one she has missed. She is very accurate. She is a prophet to the nations, means she doesn't just have pizza dreams. She has dreams that are from God. This one is entitled, Mexico Hurricane Floods U.S. with Refugees. Now, I covered all of it yesterday. I'm just going to kind of cover the main points because I'm trying to make an overall point, trying to show you where we're going. Matter of fact, before I even get into it, let me just give you, in like two minutes, what I see coming. I think that the EAS message that, as, as I put out, was going to be on October 3rd, and it would not come out a test but instead, I said a 95% chance that it would come out saying national emergency. And I still think that that was, was their plan. But with Kavanaugh's confirmation delayed, that means it had to be delayed. Now, in that queue has gone quiet, quiet since August the 9th. I mean, he's not putting up anything now. That tells me that everything is on hold, and it's probably on hold until after the election. Means... Probably the 57,000 sealed indictments and those people rounded up and arrested, probably, this is a guess, probably won't happen now until after the elections. I think it was their plan that it was to happen October 3rd, but it got delayed. Now, I think what we're about to see, and I'm going to give you an overview and then we're going to tie it together here. I think what we're about to see is the greatest landslide, a Republican landslide in U.S. political history. I think that you're about to see Democrats kicked out wholesale from the bottom to the top across the boards. I mean, like we've never seen happen. Now, there are several reasons. That's not the topic of the broadcast today, but there are several reasons why I say that. I'll just give you one quick one. For example, Obama talked up in Las Vegas, and I looked at his views 24 hours later, and he had 1,000 views. Well, within a day or so of there, Trump talked in Elko, Nevada, which is just outside of Las Vegas, and 24 hours later, he had like 30,000 views. Uh, you look, and there, I saw another picture of Obama speaking at a recent rally, and to me, it looked like the crowd was about 1,000. Now, the reporters said it was 5,000. Fine, we'll give him 5,000. But then you saw another picture of Trump talking at about the same time, and I think one was in Las Vegas, the other one was uh, Trump talking in Elko, and Trump had like 20,000 people. I mean, they say, for example, down here in Houston, there's more people standing, and this is true with most of his rallies, mo more people on the outside than there is in the inside. And, for example, down in Houston, they had over 100,000 RSVPs, people wanting to come to hear Donald Trump. You don't see that on the Democrat side. 
The Democrats don't have anything that they're saying positive about what they're going to do. They just complain about Trump, complain about his health care and here and there. Now, what I think we're about to see is a landslide, a Republican. It's not going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red tsunami. Now, after that, the economy, I believe, is still going to be rip-roaring. And someplace in there, they're going to do this big roundup. And they'll do it at their timing. But we look at, and I'm doing this off the top of my head because this is not the point of the broadcast today. Remember that Shane Warren said he saw people holding up signs, I want my entitlements. We want our entitlements. And they were burning and looting and they were very angry. And he said it was like they were cutting off welfare. And then Terry Bennett says that when the checks from the government stop, the trouble will ensue. So what I picture there is, and that's another reason I think that we're about to see a Republican landslide, I think that the Republicans will get in and have the Senate and the House, and the economy is going to continue to burn very hot, and they're going to say, look, guys, uh, we've got you jobs now. Okay, so since now we can give you a job, we want you to get off of welfare. And, of course, some will, but some won't. They're going to say, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't want a job. I want a paycheck in the mailbox. Paycheck in the mailbox, or we're going to protest. And there you go. So that's more trouble. So now we already got trouble with Trump in. We got more trouble with the Republicans winning in a landslide for the midterms. We got more trouble with 57,000 people arrested. We got more people trouble when they start cutting off the welfare. So we got four really, really, really hot issues. And America is basically in the throes of a civil war. I think we'll be seeing not just bullets, blood in the streets, We'll probably see a civil war that is worse than the civil war that we had in our past. And I also think that someplace in there, Trump is probably going to twist the arm of Israel, causing them to give the Palestinians a state. We're going to briefly talk about that today, so I'm not going to say too much of that. And when that happens, America is going to be split right down the middle. We're going to talk about that, so I'll move on. I also think that Trump will win another landslide in 2020. And if that's true, I think that the left, the evil out there, the Democrats, they're going to say, that's it. That's it. We've had enough. We are willing to give up the country, but you're going to go down. It's either the country goes down or you goes down. And they start such a ruckus that Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries and the European or the, the, the Central American countries – they all look at this. They see America got hit with a big disaster, a catastrophe, a tsunami. Or a, yeah, a tsunami too, but I mean a, a big, uh, probably a meteor, a big earthquake that splits America down the middle. And America is crying for the world to help her. And then Russia says, okay, boys, it's our time. And so they probably already have agreements with Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico. All of those countries probably already have agreements. But if not, Russia will soon get them in place and they will attack and America will be taken out. Now, I've got some amazing information I'm going to bring to you tomorrow. And I want to tell you, but we'll get to it tomorrow. Now, back up to a refresher so that I can give you more of an overview. Again, September 10, 2008, Leslie had a dream. In this dream, she saw a series of hurricanes 
hitting Mexico. Now, I'm only going to read part of it. She says, I saw people were leaving Mexico like rats leaving a sinking ship. So that's the first part of the prophecy you look for. When you see people leaving Mexico like rats leaving a sinking ship. So I got a question for you. Do you think 7,000 to 10,000 people walking out of Mexico, would you, if you were to see that in a dream or a vision, would you say that that's probably a pretty accurate description of people leaving Mexico like rats leaving a sinking ship? Meaning, is the first part of that prophecy being fulfilled before our eyes? I think the answer is yes, yes, yes upon yes. All right, then the second part of it is she says she saw dark-skinned man making sexual advances toward the women, and people were breaking into hotels through windows and stealing people out of or things out of the hotels. Now, that has not been reported yet, but you know what's going on. And if it hasn't gone on, look, they're supposed to be taking like, what, some four to six weeks, uh, several different reports say, for them to actually walk all the way up to Tijuana. Others say it's going to be more like four months. Well, I don't, I don't know. But in that period, do you think that there's some bad people among those people walking out of Mexico? I think the answer is yes, yes, yes upon yes. Third part of the prophecy. I saw several hurricanes hitting northern America and southern Texas, one right after another, like frisbees thrown one on top of the other. Mexico just had a hurricane hit it. Now, if there's another hurricane that comes right on the heels of this shortly after it, another one after that one, another one, then, brothers and sisters, we know this prophecy is being fulfilled, okay? The fourth part of the prophecy was, and the authorities could not stop them. The authorities could not stop them. What did we see with this caravan when it reached the Mexico border? They broke down fences, they broke down gates, and the exact words came out of the authorities' mouths. Mexicans said they could not stop them. Well, Jeremiah 51, verse 14, and this is part of the fall of America, says the Lord of hosts has sworn by himself. There's not a lot of times in the Bible that the Lord of hosts swears by himself, but when he swears by himself, he's saying absolutely positively, I'm going to see to it that this one's going to come to pass. Okay, That's real, real sturdy. You can count on it. Then he says, Surely I will fill thee with men, as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Now that's saying that God is, that this is God, okay? Yeah, maybe it's George Soros or the Democrats or maybe it's Venezuela behind these caravans, but at the end of the day, it's the finger of God bringing America down. And he's filling us with men like we had a caterpillar invasion. In other words, by the millions. And they will lift up a shout against thee. Well, already what do we see? Well, let's put it this way. Would you agree that many, if not most, of our problems come from people that are not Christians? And in general, the people that are coming in as immigrants into our nation these days are not Christians. Most of the people that are voting from being a Democrat are not Christians. And that's in, on the surface, that's why the Democrats say that they want these immigrants in because they want voters. Well, what it really is, they know that most of them are not Christians, and they're trying to dilute the number of voters so that they can take over the country. It's really a country takeover. That's what it really, really is. So, we see four points to the prophecy, and we see three of the four 
already in progress, and that's part of the fall of America. Then Donald Trump comes along, 1022 of 18. Sadly, it looks like Mexico's police and military are unable to stop the caravan heading to the southern border of the United States. Criminals and unknown Middle Easterners are mixed in. Now, I know that a lot of reports are saying, oh, no, 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 no. These are just young women. These are women and children, and there's no one of any harm in this group. Oh, really? Well, listen to what Sarah Carter said on Hannity just last night. We ran into people that were part of MS-13. It appeared that there were other people as well, other gang members. There was an enormous amount of men. We were there to greet, basically, the second wave of people crossing from Honduras into Guatemala. I was right on the Honduran border. Spent some time with the head of Guatemalan intelligence, the president of Guatemala. I saw very few women and children and an enormous amount of men. There were about 1,500 in this second wave. They believe there are about 7,000 in total that crossed through here. Remember, a lot of people began joining the very first wave when they got into Mexico. So there were a lot of coyotes, a lot of drug cartel members that were pushing their own people into the crowds to join these crowds that were moving from Honduras all the way through to Mexico to reach the U.S. border. But the majority of them were men. The women and children were in the front, and it was a very dangerous situation for them because some of them had been trampled. I saw over 1,000 men, many of them highly organized, wearing the same backpacks. A few of them had told me that it was an organized movement, that they had people contact them in their villages, and that's why they were part of this movement going in. They had heard it on the news as well. This was not a spontaneous movement. This was a very organized event. The media and their liberal allies are doing nothing to buttress the president and back up the president, which should be a bipartisan issue. You have close to 10,000 people potentially to potentially hit our southern border, not through a port of entry, but to enter illegally. We have no idea who they are and the Democrats are okay on this. Every responsible Republican should get every Democrat on the record as to where they stand on this. There are elements of danger within these caravans. Members of MS-13, members of other gangs, Cubans, people from Congo, people from all over the world that were put into these caravans and from specific places. So they have found members connected to ISIS and other various terrorist groups. So there is some bad apples among this 7 to 10,000 immigrants coming in, this caravan. Now, as I said... I think that Donald Trump is going to announce a national emergency. And I said there was a 95% chance that it would come on October 3rd with the test of the EAS. Now, it may be that they're going to be waiting until after the midterms. However, Joe DeGeneva said two nights ago on national TV that there has to be a national emergency declared in order for Trump to use United States military troops. Well, duh. (laughs) That's what he wants to do anyway, to allow this 57,000 sealed indictments. And now he's already signed an executive order. But my guess is it has to be, well, kind of like somebody has to be served papers. Well, the EAS, the Emergency Alert System message, which is kind of like an Amber Alert that appears on everyone's cell phones, would in fact serve as kind of like getting served for a lawsuit or getting served papers for a search warrant or something. In other words, it's an official notice. And I think that he may, in fact, use the EAS still 
to declare a national emergency, but now it's not just to round up the 57,000 sealed indictment people, but it's also to send troops down to stop this caravan. Now, how do you go about sending troops to stop the caravan? I don't know, but I don't see an easy way out of it. I don't see a good way out of it. I do see a lot of ways where that could create enemies of Central America. Then Maria Bartiroma, interviewing Maria Schlapp, said, quote, Our immigration laws specifically exempt Central American refugees into America. And she went on to say that people that try to immigrate, immigrate from Central America into America, now listen to this, cannot, cannot be stopped. So now we have the immovable object meeting the unstoppable force. Trump says, you're not going to come in, and they say, you're not going to stop me. So I see a lot of problems that could come from that. I could see a further gasoline on the fire of the internal revolution, as I said, has already started. And then Q is still silent. October 9th, or August 9th, he has not said anything since. Now, what's that saying? Is that saying everything has stopped? I don't think so. I think it's saying everything is very, very close. I think Q has been told to shut his mouth because some people were interpreting what he was saying correctly, and it was about to give away their secrets, and they want this to be a surprise on the evil. All right, now let's tie this in with Israel. I'm summarizing this. April 15th, 2002, my wife was given a dream. I call it Arafat in the hospital. It has seven points in the dream. The first point has already come to pass, meaning you can count on this. And she was told that Arafat would go into the hospital and die there. Well, at the time, Arafat wasn't allowed outside of his compound. So to put that out over the Internet, send out to all of our supporters, hey, Arafat's going to die in the hospital, that was a very, very risky. But two years later, 11-11-04, 3.30 a.m., Arafat died in the hospital. So we got to listen to the rest of it. She was told Israel will give the Palestinians a state. The Palestinian state would be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen their military. Then oil will be discovered in Israel, and I think I know who that's going to be. Oil will make the Jews willing to fight for the land. Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. I think that's World War III. Now, hang on to that. January 22 of 06. I'm coming to something real important here. Coming to something, unless you heard that broadcast just the other day, you haven't heard this. Anyway, in the night, she said she heard the audible voice of God saying, Israel refuses help to America. Now she heard that with her ears, and then the rest of the points she heard in her heart. Still words, whether it's in your ears or whether it's your heart, she heard words. And they said, Israel refuses help to America. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel is attacked. America sends troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri Dudem and the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. I remember, I talked to her about this just yesterday. I remember specifically when she had this January 22 of 06. And I remember specifically saying, well, that Omer, I said, how was that spelled? She says, I don't know how it was spelled. I only heard the voice. And I said, well, Ehud Omer was just appointed um, temporary prime minister 
of Israel because Ariel Sharon had had a stroke and which, of course, he never recovered from. So my first inclination was Omer ushers in Palestinian state was Ehud Omer. Now, let me explain. Ehud Omer's last name is spelled O-L-M-E-R-T. So the American tongue will pronounce that Olmert, but that's not the way they pronounce it in Israel, and I've heard several people in Israel pronounce his name. They pronounce it Omer, which is the same word that she heard. But the problem is there's also the 49 days of the counting of Omer. We aren't certain which one it is, but my guess, based upon what I'm about to tell you, that it is Ehud Omer. So why is that important? Well, there was an article that just came out October the 20th, 2018. Headline, Netanyahu's time is over. Former Israeli Prime Minister Omer calls for revival of his 2008 peace plan. He says Netanyahu's time is over. It will only take a mere month to strike a deal with Palestinians if Israel returns to its 2008 two-state proposal. And the only ones opposing the plan, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. The only ones opposing the plan is Netanyahu and his circle. Former Prime Minister Ehud Omer said that he plans to introduce a settlement similar to the one the government laid out 10 years ago. He offered nearly a complete withdrawal of the Israeli forces from the West Bank and the Arab-populated East areas. Essentially, he is saying that Netanyahu is gone. He is about to be out, and he is saying that high probability he's about to be the next new prime minister. And if he is, he is going to call for a Palestinian state. You pronounce his name Omer. Now, let me back up to what we've been saying here. Okay, so she has this dream that Israel is going to give the Palestinians a state. That was April 15, 2002. Then she has another one, January 22 of 06. Omer ushers in Palestinian state, and that's specifically one of the seven points leading to the fall of America. Now, we thought this Omer guy is gone. He's out of the picture. But now, all of a sudden, as of October 20th, he's now saying he is ready to bring in a Palestinian state. And he says it'll only take mere months to strike a deal with the Palestinians, unquote. Well, is that important, brothers and sisters? Oh, I'm telling you. Okay, so here's what I can see. I can see the Republicans went in in a great landslide. That makes the left furious, like spitting mad. They're so mad they can't even talk. They don't even know why they're mad, but it's demons. Why, how do you know it's demons? Because Revelation 18 is talking about America, and it says, and she became the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Meaning, the reason God destroys America one of the reasons, not the primary reason, but one of the reasons, is that basically we become a nation of devils. For example, there was this guy walking along and putting in these Ted Cruz signs down into the grass, and another fellow right in front of him comes along and pulls him up. He pulls a second one up, and he's ripping it up, 
And he says something, and I'm going to play it for you here in just a second. And he first talks in a normal tone of voice. And then he takes about eight more steps and he turns back to this guy that's filming him. And in the great big demonic voice, he says twice, he says, I hate Ted Cruz. I hate Ted Cruz. Now I'm going to play that twice so you can hear his voice. That is his normal human voice. And then you'll hear the other, I hate Ted Cruz voice. And that's a demon. Again, America is filled and become the habitation of devils the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Here's proof. You know, I have about a hundred of these. I'm about yeah. to put more out. Cool. All right. Well, I'll feel better about them. So what I can see is the Democrats getting a great victory at the midterms and then turning around and saying to the folks on welfare, look, we brought you jobs. We expect you to take a job and we're going to start turning off your welfare. That creates more problems. So now the left is angry over Trump winning, then over the midterms and then the 27 or the 57,000 roundup and then cutting off welfare, and then Trump wins again in 2020. And as a result, of course, someplace and there's so much anger, and also we twist the arm of Israel. We make them give the Palestinians a state. God hits us with an earthquake, splits us in two. And by 2020, there's not much left of the strength of America. Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries see it, and they attack. Now, I do not know that all of that happens exactly like that. That's just my guessing based upon my guessing. However, I think it is something very good to assume that it's probably going to be accurate. Now, I've been hearing this message. The fall of America would start with an internal revolution started by the communists since February of 1988. Now, more than ever, if brothers and sisters, if God has blessed you, if you can help us to get it out to people, whatever you can send, that's fine. God will bless you. Just send as much as you can, much as you feel you possibly can, because we need to get more radio stations. We need to get this message out to more people. Think about how many people don't even know this is coming and they're in sin. Maybe God wants to save them, but he's got to get their attention. He, I mean, we got to get the message out to them. We got to get and now's the time. Look, once this has started, it's a whole lot harder to say, "Oh yeah, well I knew this was coming." But now, when we can say it, we look foolish, and then it comes to pass, they're going to turn back to us and say, "Okay, you have my attention. How'd you know this was coming?" And then you can explain to them, just like, "How do I know the Republicans about to win big?" Because I know Terry Bennett said that they're going to cut off welfare, and so did Shane Warren. And I look and see what's happening. And I can just feel it in the spirit. That's not a thus saith the Lord. I'm just I'm just a prophecy teacher observing. And I'm asking for your prayers and whatever financial gifts you can send. Thank you very much for your gifts. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. 
You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. Get my last two DVDs, Revelations on Revelation and Kings and Priests, both of them three DVDs for a gift of just $40 at ProphecyClub.com. Revelations on Revelation, 12 Revelations on Revelation, 12 tips on memorizing scripture. Jesus is not the primary message of Revelation. What is? My biggest revelation, the morning star, and lots more. And kings and priests, what's the third woe? Who are the nations? Are all the saints kings and priests or some kings, some priests? What is the difference between kings and priests and much more? Both DVDs gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com. Revelations on Revelation, kings and priests. Prophecyclub.com, gift of $40. God will bless you.